All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the StoryWorks podcast. I am your host, Zach Gosen. And I'm Andrew Hall. And today we have a very exciting guest, a local director from Cleveland. How you doing, Ariel? What's going on? I am Ariel Alexander Fiore. How you guys doing? Good, man. Doing it's... great. How are you? Good, good. Pleasure to have you on today, man. Seriously, thanks for making the trip out. Yeah, no, it was always fun. I appreciate it. You guys uh, having me out? Yeah, for sure, man. We like to, we're trying to kind of uh, get a view on kind of breaking into the film industry from like a lower level, you know, not um, not listening to about the guys out in LA, you know, we're, we're here in Cleveland, Oh yeah, no. you know, it's a little bit harder. So we like to pick people's brains and kind of how they, how they get started. So my first question for you is when did you first know you wanted to be a director and you wanted to start doing this thing? You know, okay, so this is a story a lot of people don't actually believe because they're like, oh, you're, you're pretty good at directing. So mm-hmm. for me, I've noticed that when I originally went to film school, I was out in Seattle. Um, gotcha. It was kind of tough. Things were hard. I had to leave Cleveland because shit was just, I don't know, it was going bad. Yeah. And um, About what year was that? It was like 2019. It was like right before the pandemic. Gotcha. Was probably the worst time, but nobody knew. Right, yeah. right. How could, yeah, you can't prepare. <laughs> That's when I started. I started my business the month before COVID hit. Yeah, a lot of people Bad did. time. I felt terrible for all those people like, man, I'm finally going to live my dream and own my business in the yep. 2020 March. And I'm like, right. it's a hard knocks life. <clears throat> so you, so you had to Seattle. <laughs> I had the Seattle. So like New York, I hit like a hammer with COVID. And then right after that, it was Seattle. Yeah. And everything shut down. It was, it was bananas. So I was out there and I decided that when I was going to go out there, I was going to go to film school. Gotcha. So I went to uh, Seattle Film Institute out there. And um, I was originally going because I was going to be a cinematographer. I, oh, really? Uh, yeah. So I, I used to do photography. I still do from time to time, but I was originally trying to be a photographer. Wow. I think when something doesn't work for you for a while, it's either you have two options to look at it one, you know, one of two ways. It's either it's not meant to happen or it's not meant to happen right now. And I believe sometimes the universe will kind of guide you as to which of the two it is. And for me, after years of trying to break into the the photo scene and not becoming the next Richard Avedon, which is like the greatest yeah. photographer ever, you know? Yeah. yeah, Dude, I'm telling you, Richard Avedon inspired me to pick up a camera. His work was just phenomenal. And I was like, you know what? Something you strive for. Then. It was. I yeah. was like, I, the first time I ever saw one of his photos, it was a... Uh, it's called the beekeeper. It was a, from a series called Into the West. And he would go out and he would set up these white drops and shoot with this big, huge, giant eight by ten camera, and wow. he would shoot at like f sixty four, which is like highest. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. he's getting all this detail. And it's all yeah. black and white. And he did the shot called the beekeeper of this dude covered in bees. Wow. Oh, okay. okay. And when I saw it, it was just. You ever see a piece of art that just punches you in the gut? Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like this imagery that just sticks with <clears throat> you. It strikes you. It was and, so raw. Yeah. It was so. It was like I was like, this can't be real. And it just inspired me to be like, what did he do? How did he get? How did, how did this he happen? get this person? Yeah. Like, what kind of master manipulator do I have on my hands here? That <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, like the Can more I, I read do about something him, like that, the more I was like, I just want to do what he does. And right. I got into it. Didn't work out. So I was like, you know what? I've always loved film. I maybe this will translate. Maybe I'll be a really great, you know, cinematographer as far as a moving piece of art. Yeah. So I went out there and I started um, doing film. Well, uh, fun thing about film school is they mm-hmm. didn't teach me shit all about actually running a camera. Nice. Oh, nice. Nothing. Nice. Um, I did learn how to write scripts because uh, yeah. one of my professors was really good at kind of giving you the fundamentals. 
But the real goal, and I'm going to tell this to anybody who's listening, if you were trying to write scripts and you think it sucks, it probably does at first. And that's fine because it, you got to learn. It's all about right. finding yeah. your flow. Exactly. The goal is, I'm going to tell you right now, and you've heard it from probably other people, write. Just keep writing. Write, 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 write. And I would just write all these short scripts to get a flow, to get a feel for it, to get comfortable. Yeah. It's the best way get to do your it. Sense, yeah. Get your writing style down. And to and get like, what my, yeah, like, what do you want to write about? What, what's your real thing? You know, some people, they want to do Westerns. Some people, they want to do sci-fi. Some people, you're going to find your niche. And for me, I like to write a lot about drama. Um, I've tried my hand at comedy, um, and we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. And um, so I went, and I did my first, I, I had this first script that was really good. And my buddy, or who was my buddy, his name is Luke out there. Yeah. He was like, oh, you know, we should do this one. I'm like, yeah, sweet. And we got a bunch of local cats together, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'll DP because I want to DP because he's always doing sound." Gotcha. And he's like, "I want to be behind the camera." And I'm like, "All right, that's fair." I was like, "Well, I, mean, I don't know what should I do." He's like, "Well, you should direct it." I'm like, "I don't want to direct it. <laughs> I have no desire. I had zero desire to direct anything." Don't put me on that platform right <laughs> I now. I was like, man. "No, I will fight you for that camera, though." <laughs> right. And, right. Uh, <laughs> and he was like, "No, man, you got it. it's your script, it's your story. You direct it." I'm like, "Okay." Now, granted, he wrote half of it, but I think he just really wanted that camera, which is fine. Yeah. I was like, all right, I I just kind of like conceded, and I was like, all right, fine, I'll fine, do it. Fine, I'll do it, yeah. First time directing, and it was very nerve-wracking because you're running a small crew. It's, um, mm-hmm. you you know, we only had like four actors. It was me and Luke doing pretty much everything because it was like right around the time where things were getting bad pandemic-wise. Yeah. yeah. We were trying to keep it low-key, and... um. But it was really nerve-wracking to be like, oh, my God, these people are... I mean, when you're the director, you're the captain of the ship. Right. You have the last say. You yeah. say what is. And, I mean, like, I have people looking at me for answers. Now, while I don't mind that to a point, it's it's still... It, you're stepping into a role you've never done before. Yeah, exactly. it can be stressful. It is. And it, it, I was kind of freaking out. Like, Do you we, find yourself, like, before this to be a, a natural kind of a leader or, or not? Yeah, I think that's why it's good for me. Okay. Because I, I usually would just, like, I will take charge of a situation. Gotcha. And not to be, like, that pretentious douche that does, like, oh, I'll take over. Oh, no, but yeah. so, I mean, some I, people I, are more comfortable in I'm those I'm just roles. really good at being like, okay, let's just do this, this, and this. Yeah. Right. And then just get it out, or let's get some it Some people are, like, indecisive and can't come and up with, like, no. shots they want to do. Maybe we'll do this. Maybe we'll do that. You're the one who comes in and is just like, all right, this, no. this, And this. Zach saw that firsthand. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, ah, I can't deal with this. No. So I, I was like, all right, that's cool. And I think that that natural ability to be a leader in situations helped me navigate the first time around. And so that's how I got my start in uh, directing was actually not trying to be a director. And then people kept telling me I was good at it, so yeah. I just kept doing it. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So you that's kind of really cool story. dove yeah. into writing and directing. Yeah. I mean, I've always had a love for writing and my love of building characters. I mean, as nerdy as anybody says, I don't give a shit. If anybody's out there and you want to make fun of me for being a nerd, that's fine. Dude, we're all nerds here. I just play D&D. Yeah, yep. So I oh, used yeah. to build characters yep. like nobody's Same. business. And Absolutely. so like, I'd go in-depth in their backstories. So... Everybody's yeah. like, oh, how do you build characters? I'm like, I learned how to do it from playing D&D. When I exactly, was yeah. We could have a three-hour podcast talking about our <laughs> D&D sessions, just, bro. Just I'm D&D telling you. Like, oh, man. oh, we have fun with D&D. Oh, some of my favorite me. years. I mean, like, you'd literally yep. sit around your buddy's house with, like, two two liters of Mountain Dew, some Yeah, get some pizza just... or something Yeah, yeah. four hours later. Day. Yes, sir. And But that that foundation for that helped me build characters. And then my, find, Definitely. You know, my foundation for just loving film and cinema and writing built my ability to take those characters and create a flow to the story. Yeah. So everything that I, I kind of experienced over my life is, you know, you, I started to notice that it, all these components that help me do what I do now, which is direct. Right. That's super cool. Yeah. That's, that's, awesome, that's like man. really, really cool. So have you ever found yourself in a position like literally thinking about a character like, 
charisma 10 points <laughs> like, I've, heard, I've, I've heard like, that that's like a like if you get like start to get like you start writer's to get block stumped, or whatever, it's something you can do just to like how can I just mix D&D up this character? build a character <laughs> uh, that's a minus two and yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and you take damage sorry right that's, no it's just like I, I found um, world building it was something that D&D really helped me like flesh out in my writing personally. No, I mean, look, a lot of people miss, uh, I mean, miss, um, not misinterpret, they um, they just kind of, they don't really appreciate the value of these, something like D&D because right. it, it really puts you in a position where you have to be insanely creative. Oh, no, absolutely. I was going to bring up, yeah. 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 It just, it it makes you, it opens up like the spigot on, yeah. on the creative you, faucet. you have to build this place. You have right. to make it believable mm-hmm. for, if you're the DM, or just in general, like if you're a character in the in the game, you have to embody that character. Oh yeah, and I mean like, and you have to make it real. You have to really get into it. Yeah, oh, it's all about dude, immersion. I yeah, mean, if we're talking sure. if we're talking D and D for a minute, we had a uh, a character in one of our sessions. One of one of our players, we were in uh, the Underdark, and he had started to go insane. Yeah. Um, and he just um, one of these nights we were just traveling with like our like squadron of soldiers that we had following us and like he a, just this like, is like a year campaign for yeah we like we had played with these characters in a pre prior campaign and mm-hmm. everything so there's all these connections built up and he just goes insane and just starts he kills a dude and uh the entire time his the player himself is just getting like wasted oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> it's just, like, he knew his fate yes. by the end of the yep. session and, right and yeah he was just like resigned to his fate he's like i'm just going full in on yeah, it yeah dude and then it was up to like the members of the party to be like look man you're just going through a really hard moment <laughs> yeah <laughs> and we like pled his case to the pe- to the survivors and all that it was a really intense moment very but it, that goes to like the creative capabilities yeah. of D story arcs, man. I yeah. mean, it's just it's all there. For... I mean, think about that. He literally thought of that the moment, like, what if this dude just goes bananas? Yeah, you know? and I mean, see, that's what I'm saying. It really does. It opens up that spigot, and you're just like, oh, roll, man. like, and yeah, and you're just rolling through it. It's so cool. So, like, for me, like, when people are like, oh, and they think I'm being funny when I say that, but I'm like, no, bro, I literally learned how to write characters, build characters by playing D D when I was 15. Right, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're we're all outed as as. Big fucking nerds oh, here. Oh, yeah. We we completely yeah. <laughs> also, I just wanted to say I really really like your uh, like positive mindset that you brought up uh, when you talked about your switch from uh, like photography to videography. Yeah, uh, how how was instead of just taking it as a loss, you viewed it as maybe I'm not meant to do it right no. now. And I mean, like here, and I'm, I'll be honest with you. I, I mean, that's what podcasting is all about. It's like getting real with cool people, and I'll just be right. real. Like it was crushing. Oh, yeah. I chased that dream for years, and it crushed me when I realized it just wasn't right. meant to be. And my brother is a photographer, and he's ten times the photographer I am, mm-hmm. and it comes naturally for him. So I want to punch him in the face. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, it's got to burn. Because I'm like, yeah. I fucking hate you. <laughs> and he's so good at it. But that's the thing. That's his path. Mm-hmm. It's where it's like, my path is this. But I mean, like it was. It, it crushed me. It took me, when I sold my camera and all my gear, and yeah. I like I gave up. Like it was really. It was, oh yeah, that I can imagine a, yeah. that 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 would be like a very yeah. emotional moment. Because like what we call that, I'm, I don't know if you've ever heard it before, but when like you see people selling all their gear, we call that cashing out. Oh you know, yeah, they're, they're just done. And yeah. So like that's what I did. I cashed out, and then like I was like, I just can't, I can't do this anymore because I can't. It's not working. Mm-hmm. Right. But then I had to change my mindset. Well, well there is something else because I this is what I meant to do. I meant to do something with art. 
Yeah. But I just had to find where it was. Had to find your outlet. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I'm glad that you did. I'm glad you didn't just kind of give up on the artistic dream. No, because dream. then I wouldn't be sitting here with you do. right now. Yeah. Right. Exactly, man. No, for sure. Like, I feel like creatives like us thrive on the creative process, like for sure. And there's there's just no living without it. You know what I mean? And no. I, so I'm I'm really glad that you found your avenue to slide in and that you really fell in love with directing. That's awesome. And that's funny because like like I said, I had no intention of doing it, and it just kind of the path kind of opened up and it chose me. Right. And it was like, this is what you're meant to do, you idiot. Just jump on just it. Just go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, just... <laughs> so so what continued to draw you towards directing even after that first experience? Um. I actually just, I was really good at running crews. I realized that this was just a skill set. It was an easy, effortless skill set for me. The way, yeah. that, the way that Kevin, who's my brother, does photography, and it's just so effortless for him. Right. This was effortless for me for the most it part. Clicked. I could Everything just flowed. I could fix things in like five, ten minutes like that. It just, it just flowed. It worked really well for me. I was good at running a crew. I have no problem giving people the shit. But I'm also mm-hmm. really cool, and I try to work really well with people and just, you know, make it seem yeah, not that- like balance yeah like i mean like, sure. look i want yeah. us all to be cool i want us to be a team i want us to work together but we got to shut people down just because you're just some random dude on set yeah. like i got an idea i'm like who the fuck are you pa guy <laughs> yeah. like get out of my face no i mean like if you got a really good idea i want to hear it yeah right, for exactly. sure but at the same time i have cool. no problem giving people the business like if you're fucking around i'm like look you gotta yeah you gotta get it yeah together. keep it fun keep it collaborative but if but but it's still a business. You're, yeah, you're remember, still doing still working. You're something. working. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's this still is work. what we do. You go to work just like you do anything as you're clocking in and clocking out, which means you got a job to do. Exactly, man. Yeah. For sure, and that's a great mindset to have because at the end of the day, you can have as much fun as you want, which is what we do have fun on our sets. But also, you need to have a product at the end of the day that you can show. Yep. I mean, and then you're gonna have bad days too, where it's just everything's right. gonna not really work for you, or something's gonna happen. For and sure. Then, like you still gotta make it to the end of that day. Yeah. Right? You know, you can't clock out and be like, oh, sorry, I'm having a personal crisis. Oh, yeah, we've got, yeah. yeah we're, we're packing up. Yeah. I mean, like I had that yeah. day yesterday. Mm-hmm. I had, I had a, uh, I was on lunch. They were taking lunch. Mm-hmm. I had Zach um, with me running camera and I had to take a, a phone call. And I unfortunately had a really unpleasant conversation with somebody. Yeah. And it really fucked up my whole day. And I was like, because I was just, I couldn't, I couldn't. Just compartmentalize, just, yeah. right? Like, and you know, you—I mean, everybody's had an experience where, like, it got mm-hmm. you, right? And yeah. it, it totally gutted me. And I was like, I'm gonna wear this on my face, unfortunately, and I'm just yeah. gonna have to live in it. But I'm still gonna get through the end of the day. So I went back in there, and um, what I love is the fact that everybody was team oriented. So like, my yeah. AD did a good job at kind of like picking up, picking spots up the workload, where, you know, sure. where I couldn't just like mentally be mm-hmm. present, even though I'm supposed to be. You're gonna have those days, and then Zach, Absolutely. you know, did yeah. without. I mean, like, hey, can you do this thing? He's like, I got it. Don't worry. Yeah, for so, sure, man. I can really respect like the dedication to you know keep on finishing yeah. the job. I mean, look, yeah. I, I came on. It's a job, and was, you did great, man. You finished out the day great. We got done it. hours ahead of wrap time. Yeah, I mean, it's we, awesome. We usually it was block a great it out day. at twelve hours. We got done at like uh, what was it seven hours? Yeah, it was a really nice uh, fast day. There you go. Yeah, we're on a time like I'm telling you, man. I, I mean, love getting out at 4.30. <laughs> like, Zach looks at me. He's like, do you know the camera? And we're like, no, we're not too canon anymore. We're like, Hell you can go. And he's yeah. like, all right, sweet, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. That was good. You guys have a good rest of the day. <laughs> he's like, yeah. Yeah, no, that was a great set, man. It's always it's always great working with you. I'm, I'm enjoying this project. Oh, yeah, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, Thanks. absolutely. So for for your projects that you direct where where do you draw inspiration from like what what inspires you um 
So, okay, weird enough, like, okay, the, the ideology of, of movies is that you go for the form of escapism it gives you. Right. You're, you're going to escape everyday reality. Yeah. You know, that's why we go and we watch Marvel. That's why we go and we we go to, you know, like we were talking about Tarantino. We go to a right. Hateful Eight movie or something like that. Yeah, you're, right. You're escaping, you know, a whole different wor- you know reality that Absolutely. you're not familiar with. Um, but at the same time, I do find that regular everyday life or situations really do inspire me. So I did a short called The Eulogies where it was about a guy named Scott whose whose wife was a hit and run uh, victim. Wow. And she died. And then he had to kind of sit with that and he had to kind of, he was going to find the person who did this. And then he just, he had to, when he did find it, you find him in the the short on the day that I think he's kind of resigned to like figure out what he's going to do with this information. Yeah. And then he, you know, hunts the guy down. Okay. And then they have this whole, you know, thing. Now... That to me, everybody's like, "Oh, wow, it's kind of like it's kind of dark. It's kind of this that." I'm like, "But unfortunately, somewhere out there, Scott's yeah. out there." Yeah, no, that's a real thing. Scott's Absolutely. out there, and his wife Sarah's out there, and the guy that hit her is out there, and that's real life. That's real world. Right. And the the character that he um that the one guy Jay played, his name is Adrian. You know, Adrian. He's very much like, unfortunately, like me, is a bit of a nihilist. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, like his whole worldview is like. Nothing has purpose or meaning, and mm-hmm. we're just here to have an experience, and that's it. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Nothing matters. There's no. There's no real consequence to any of this. There's no karma. No cause and effect. Yeah. And he has this really great moment where he actually says that, and I, I, that's probably my favorite line. Where he goes, "This isn't cosmic interwoven destiny. This isn't cause and effect. We're not karma." Right. He's like, "This just happened," and you just basically, and he, what he basically is telling him is like, "It just happened. You got to suck it up." Yeah. Know? Yeah. And I mean, I was like, when I read that and I wrote that, I'm like, "Shit, that's." That's really me. That's a part of me. It's a powerful statement. <clears throat> you know, it's a powerful when piece of dialogue. When you write it and you realize. Yeah. And like, you realize that there's a piece of you that lives yeah. in that space. And right. You're there. And I mean, like, so it's funny is I'm very much a spiritualist. And I, you know, I believe in God and, and all that, but mm-hmm. not in the context of the, the Bible. And I'm trying to get all religious or anything. But no, no, yeah. I, totally you know, good, that's, man. But I do very much believe in the higher power of, you know, like God and whatnot. Yeah. But I'm also very much like a nihilist, so a lot of people look at me and they're like, "How do you reconcile this?" Yeah, two? yeah. And I'm like, I'm, "I mean, faith in God doesn't necessarily mean I have a faith in life or humanity or things in the, in the world. It's right. just it's a different kind of level." Um, and a lot of people find that very strange. And, and sometimes I guess I do too. To be like, I believe in God, and to believe in God means that there has to be some kind of purpose, some kind of this and that and the other. Right. And then I have days where I just genuinely like I don't even know if there is a purpose. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think we I think... experience this, and then that's it. I right. think I can kind of understand that. Yeah. yeah. Kind of reconcile it. Like, uh, you know, God created us and, and it was, and it was just like, a hey, thing that you... happened. Yeah. yeah. Just you know? a thing. Right. <clears throat> and so, like, I mean, without getting too off topic, but yeah. I mean, like, that's, I mean, like, I look at that. I'm like, I think that's where my writing comes from is like, I, I have this embedded form of nihilism that okay. lives in me that I seek out these, these moments. So, like, the show mm. that I'm working on that Zach's going to be, Doing some camera work for yeah. if I mean if we get to that point right now it's been a real shit show getting it going. We'll talk <laughs> it's about pre yeah. pros hard man. Yeah, dude, I'm it telling is. you, um, it's called misunderstood. It's about yeah. four friends who grew up in Cleveland and they they've they've been known each other. They've known each other since they were like ten. Okay, and so like here we find them in their like early thirties, you know whatever, and they're kind of just going through life and navigating. Gotcha. So it's a it, it's more of a dramedy. The idea is to like bring real world you know life into it, but also be like really funny. And it was my first hand at comedy. The okay. first. 
script I wrote for it was actually more comedy than anything, and I shopped it around. And everybody's like, "This is fucking hilarious!" Oh wow, okay. were, you love that. I had actors <laughs> literally that were auditioning for it would hit me up going, "Yo, I'm on the treadmill right now, cracking up, and people think yeah. I'm looking That's stupid awesome. right now." <laughs> That's awesome. Like, this is hilarious. <laughs> and yeah, so I mean, for me, it's um, I I mean, I very much enjoy these characters, and a lot of them are extensions of me. They're some of them are amalgamations of other people too. You know, people I know, yeah. people I've I've been inspired by, whether it be television or otherwise. And a lot of the the writing of it just does, I mean, in a way, it does come from a lot of my real life or yeah. the lives of people that I know. Okay. So you ever write a piece <clears throat> and you don't know where it came from yet, but then you like read it three times and you're like, shit. Yeah. And then you're like, wait. And then you start pulling it apart and you're like, yeah. It's this is know, like a subconscious <clears throat> thing that I just poured into the script. What's crazy is that That's like what... sometimes it's like a therapist pulling something out of you. Like, yeah. You write dude. it down and then you don't realize that you wrote it and then like you said you reread it and you're like the fuck did that come from that, right that's so crazy yeah man. And i have I mean, similar like, experiences is that kind of how you thought about what's best 100 percent. yeah no he's like hitting every point about <laughs> like how i felt writing that piece so that's yeah, crazy i mean like you will find a piece of you in everything you write there's no person who writes scripts that does not embed a piece of themselves in it right every script is an extension whoever of whoever wrote it or whoever the people that wrote it so i mean and for me misunderstood will very much be an extension of me I mean, I have uh, like I'm I'm writing episode five right now. How many episodes are you hoping? Um, I'm trying to get to ten. Nice, Nice. it's gonna be a full season. Awesome. Um, And uh, me and a really good friend of mine named Roman Mascheroni. You know Roman. Yeah. Yep. Um, He came on board to help write too. He's he's super talented, dude. I mean, like I can't have had. I mean, I got so lucky finding this amazing writer to yeah. write with. I couldn't have been luckier. That's awesome. And uh, he that's, became just a really my good boy friend right of mine. here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and he became this really good friend of mine. I, he's like the little other little brother I never had. And um, I mean, we, we put these characters together and then, like I said, episode five, I started writing on my own because it's going to be an episode. It's going to come from my own personal life, Pretty and my personal. own personal experience. Mm-hmm. So I started sitting down and writing it earlier and it was just really fucking me up. Cause I'm like, I gotta be, <clears throat> in a really good headspace for this yeah. podcast. Yeah. But I was so, like, and that script's kind of putting you... But that, that script was taking me somewhere yeah. that just was very recent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the wound is still very... Fresh. Fresh. It's, yeah. I mean, you could still smell the blood. Yeah. Oof. So I was like, but I gotta... If I don't do it now, I won't do it till later and then I will lose bits and pieces of detail and then... Right. It won't like be the full... It won't be the same thing. Yeah. So if I don't do it now, even though I don't want to do it, I have to do it. Yeah. You have to kind of catch that visceral feeling. You really exactly. still have it. I think people, I mean, and I've had this conversation before, people are like, oh, you know, there's this ideology that artists have to be sad to write. I'm like, or they have to be depressed yeah. to make art. I hate to admit it, but I kind of almost agree with it only because, like, here's the thing. When Van Gogh was making some of the most beautiful work, right. was he, like, high on uppers? No, he was miserable. <laughs> yeah, right. He was a miserable fucking dude. Cutting his ear off. He was depressed. He was sad. He was he was losing his mind. Yeah. And from that came all this, you know, amazing like creativity. Oh, for sure. You know, and yeah. this, this beautiful art. Um. <clears throat> so for me, I I look at it. And I'm like, well, you could write when you're happy. Yeah. Like, episode one of that script was actually just a really funny experience that happened to me, and I used it. Yeah. Okay. But it gotcha. also was the catalyst. The catalyst of that script of was it a darkening. Breakup. Yeah. Was it? Mm. You know. So it was a yeah. breakup that led into a funny moment. Now this one, it's kind of you know like kind of the same in a way and mm-hmm. i mean you have these wounds and i mean like if you're not going to use them for something as an artist then i guess right. it, it, to me they go wasted and i i think a lot of people maybe haven't reconciled that yet but to me like if i've got a wound 
and I mean, this is what I do. I make art. Yeah. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to open it up and I'm going to use that. Yeah. Use you know, your experiences. Yeah. Right. And I'm going to, I'm going to paint a picture. I'm going to, I'm going to write a, you know, I'm going to paint you a picture with words. For sure. And so for me, like it sucks. Cause I mean, like, I don't want to necessarily go back in time to a place that this is going to take me, but yeah. I have to do it because mm-hmm. Joey's character, cause you have four characters. You have Fuller, you have Jay. Well, Richie is, Last name is Fuller. They call him Fuller. Gotcha. You have Jay, you have Lynn, and you have Joey. And Joey's basically me. Gotcha. Joey is like 25-year-old and 35-year-old me meshed together. Okay. He's, he's all rage. He's all sorrow. He's yeah. all sarcasm. He's all twisted, torn up, broken. Um, but he's super funny. He's very loyal to his friends. But he goes through a lot of bad experiences. His life is not exactly a, a Disney you know, story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, It rarely is. <clears throat> no. <laughs> And so I I took what happened to me and I was like, well, if there's anybody that's going to be able to manifest this properly and then give it the right story and 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 give it the right um life that it needs, if I'm really going to do this, is going to be Joey's character and it's going to be in my show, right? Like I'm not going to write this for anybody else's character. I'm going to write this for my character. Basically. Yeah, and something personal to yeah. you. And it's like like we said, it can be therapeutic. Even it can be using this character as an outlet, kind of in some it, ways. And I mean, like I don't know how it's going to make people feel when they read it, or rather when they watch it. It's going to be it's going to be pretty pretty. It's going to be some shit. Yeah, um, but I mean, <laughs> like how do you feel writing yeah. it though, man? I it's, mean, it's your it's your piece, you know. It's hard. Okay, so I know I, you... I went home yesterday. I mean, like, all right, once again, let's get real. I went home yeah. yesterday after the the shoot. Everybody's like, oh, what are you going to do? And I'm like, oh, I'm just, I'm just going to go home. And I, that was literally because I was mentally just checked out. Yeah. I go home. I fished half a bottle of whiskey that was unfinished out of the bottom of my couch. Yeah. And I went into my bathroom. I sat in my tub and I opened it and I just drank the rest of it. Damn. And I just cried. I just cried for the rest of the night. I spent two hours crying. Dude, you gotta let it out, bro. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's kind of weird. You know, no, like, I don't no. think so. But I mean, no. like, here's the thing: like, I was devastated, right? And I just sat in my, <laughs> I sat in my tub and I just cried, in my clothes, in the tub, totally drunk. And I thought to myself, like, I'm gonna write this. I'm, I'm. This gonna, is you're like, this is something. This that is I my can... moment where I was like. I'm actually going to, like, because I was thinking about it, because right. my brother likes to joke, like, when shit happens to me, I'm like, I pull a Taylor Swift, and I'm yeah. like, I'll write Taylor about Swift. it. Yeah. He's like, you're just going to pull a Swiftie, and you're going to write about it, and then that's it. I'm like, I am probably going to do that. I mean, yeah, literally, we just watched, like, <laughs> yeah. two weeks ago, uh, he never saw, like, it all the way through, uh, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, oh, yeah. <laughs> and just, like, all the, like, the, the different times when he just says a line, and he just, he's just like, wait a second. I can turn a song out of this situation. Yeah. Yep, yep. I'm just like, that's like the parody of, yeah. of that. <laughs> and so like, and I went, like I said, like, I mean, it was probably not the right time to be thinking of like all the things I was going to gonna do, but. But hey, it comes I, to you, man. I was yeah. literally, I, I I sat in that tub until I was pretty much like fresh out of, out of booze. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to start working on this. Right. And a lot of the people involved, they probably need a break from everything because they were kind of like, it was intense. They were yeah. in the middle of it. So I decided that because I have time to finish a script that I'm working on for a bigger project. Right. Um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take like a mini mental vacation where I'm not going to work on anything else except probably this script. Yeah. Until it's finished. Right. And then when that's finished, then my break will be finished. So if that takes me a week, it's a week. It takes yeah. me two weeks. It yeah. takes me two weeks. For sure. And that's going to be like the end of it. And from there, I'll just, you know, that's it. So yeah. 
I let the creative process flow. Yeah, I, it's got to it's got to run. I mean, like I said, I, when when the episode does air, when we finally do shoot it, I yeah. I don't know how people are gonna feel because they're gonna look at this like, did this really happen? And I'm like, Dude, yeah. and I'm gonna be like, well, I mean, yeah, did it? I don't. <laughs> let I mean, me tell I, you, brother, I've I, seen movies with far. Worse, dude. I mean, there's some crazy shit out there, man. It's wild. I mean, that's a really nice visceral moment. It's human. It's, it's raw. Yeah, it's real. I think people are gonna watch that episode and then they're like, "Holy shit!" I was gonna say, yeah, you were like, "Oh, people are people might see it and think like, oh, you know, that's weird." Or I something. think I think that's a, I, I was gonna say, I think that happens more. Like, not maybe not that exact situation, right. but you know. Maybe they're not crawling into a bathtub and drinking a bottle of whiskey, but yeah, I'm sure a lot of people go. It's kind of overdramatic. I'm like, when you were literally falling apart, you you no, you man, make sense yeah. out of shit that won't mm-hmm. make sense. I sat, I just for I walked in the door and all I could think of is like, I don't want to sit on the couch. Yep, I don't want to lay on the bed. Yep, I don't want to lay on the floor. Right, and in my head, then sitting only... in the bathtub made sense. Yep, and I did. I I got in the bathtub. I sat back. I got nice and comfy. I twisted the bottle top and I just kept going. I mean, that makes sense. Right. And that, to me, in that moment, made more sense than anything else I could do. I can understand that. And that was the only way that I was able to cope with it. Dude, the way you said how you wrote your first script, there's always a Scott out there. You know what I mean? There's always somebody out there that's going to relate. And I totally feel it too, man. Like, There's always, I mean, whatever character you're writing, somebody out there is already that person. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, you may not think it, or you may think that it's you, and maybe it is you, but there's also somebody else out there that is experiencing it. Yeah. So my version of Joey is not uncommon. I'm sure he's out there in yeah, many different forms. For I'm sure. out there in many different forms. Right. But what happened that night in this in this whole episode, because it breaks down like a, a whole series of events, right. will kind of be unique to me. Yeah. I don't absolutely. think anybody else is gonna have the same like I did exactly that thing. Yeah. You know, and that's right. yeah. I'm ex- I'm excited, dude. dude I'm, I'm excited, excited to shoot it. It's been hard to get off the ground, and we, you know I, I'll be talk, there. Yeah, I'm gonna say, yeah, you're selling me on it. I'm I'm getting we pretty excited. It. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good show. Like I said, it's it's. I've been really wanting to do it. I started the idea back in October, actually. So this is and this is a really great moment for us to talk about. Yeah. Uh, what it really means, like all the LA ass wipes and all that, that'll tell you, like, oh, it's we we got one after another after another coming out. Yeah. That sometimes it doesn't work like that, and in a small scene, you will have productions that go on halts. Or they'll stop and they'll start or whatever yeah. for no reason or because they just can't get off the ground as easy. Yeah, exactly. I started this very first script in October, tried to get it off the ground around like November, December, didn't work. Tried to get it back off the ground in February and March, didn't happen. Right. And then we tried shooting in June and those dates fell through because some of the people that were on the, the cast were the original cast. They were now under contracts for something else. Uh, Damn. So it was just, it was it So was much constant. can happen, So yeah. then I had that same moment. Is this a never gonna happen, or is this a not, not gonna happen now? Now, and so I was like, okay, maybe this is the universe telling me I need to sideline this for a little bit. I'm still gonna work on the episodes right. as far as the scripts, but I will work on other things that will hopefully put me in rooms with people with connections, resources, money, go. and then I'll come back to them like, hey, I've got this thing. Yeah. So it's not so much never gonna happen. It's not gonna happen right now, and then it'll come back around. Most definitely, that's and that's awesome. yeah. Like, we I talked like about that. that. I like that mindset yeah, a lot. Yeah. For sure, man. Yeah, I mean, if it, I know you guys try to do a, a funding campaign. As yep. soon as you get another one up, man, yeah, we're sharing that oh, shit dude, up. It was, yeah, it was, it was we'll hard. We'll plug that shit. Keep, keep people's eyes on that for sure, man. Yeah, dude. I'm really excited about getting it, the, you know, like, what was it, for, technically it's the fourth time's a charm. Yeah. You, know, like, you got it. I'm telling you. But I mean, you, bro, I, yeah. I don't think I'm going to stop because I really love these characters. Yeah. I love the project. I, I really enjoy 
um, the people that are, are working as far as the cast wise and some of the crew that are working on it. Like I, I'm very excited to work with these people. So right. for me, it's more like, I just can't quit this. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I, I'm determined to make it happen somewhere. For sure, man. Okay. And I love that because I mean, you, you have to have that determination um, in these small scenes. You know what yep. I mean? You got to keep. Just don't give up. You got to take the shit you get, and you got to you got to run don't through it. <laughs> Believe in. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hold on to that feeling. All right. Ocean. No God. Journey's coming. Journey's coming. Journey's for coming. Us. Please, please make. You just it hear the song the like slowly get closer. At that point. No. <laughs> All right. So I'm curious, man. I'm curious too. Who were some of your favorite directors? Ah, uh, bro. Okay, I have two main directors that have always really inspired me, and that's Ridley Scott and uh, Tarantino. Yes, Tarantino is the goat of dialogue. Dude. I mean, like I, I just want to eat that man's brain and absorb his power. I yeah, do. I really do. I just want to peel his nugget open and just like devour that thing. Because I mean, like the man is just, he's gifted. I mean, like you look at some of the scenes that he'll do. That just look really stupid, and I'm yeah. Like, but you got to understand the brilliance of this moment, right? Like, what was it, the Harvey Keitel in the beginning, where he's like Tommy Wong, Tommy Chan, and then like he goes to these whole yeah. list of names at the end. He's like Tommy fucking Chan, and then he's like, <laughs> and then he just and that's the end of that whole thing. It's literally like a minute. You remember that? It's like a minute of uh-huh. him just going through all these random names. But you see the look on his face and how Tarantino makes you live in this space with this man yeah. for a moment. Right. And I'm like, bro, that's fucking brilliant. Dude, I'm like, yeah. this is brilliant. And then Ridley Scott, I love the fact that he's just a brilliant narrator of story. Like he he can push a story right. in a way that a lot of people can't. And the way he tells stories is really beautiful. So I mean, like Gladiator has always been like one of my favorite films, even though if you really watch it and you look at some of the bad editing in there, yeah. it'll like gut you like a fish. But I mean, yeah. like, but I it's try to, to it holds a special place in your heart. So. We yeah. get we get sentimental. We yeah, Ridley, yeah, I but... love you, but your editor was just he killed you. On, <laughs> like I'm somebody else for this one, bub. Yeah, sorry, man. You gotta Probably don't of, use him again. I I might know some people for you next time. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Hit me up, Ridley. Just just holler at me. Right. Um, no, but I mean, like his his ability. Like you look at Gladiator, you look at the story from start to finish, and I'm mean, like, that's Ridley pushing that whole narrative. Right. And I'm like, dude, that's brilliant. Like it's a brilliant film. Yeah. So good. It's so well done. It's so well put together. Like I said, minus some of the editing. Yeah. But I mean, like, everything about it just was, like, at the end of it, it just made you feel this amazing raw thing. Yeah. yeah and I was like, okay. I really, I, I still. Uh, I fuck with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alien sticks with me. Alien, yeah. Very, not not Alien uh, 18, you know, like the original Alien. <laughs> alien 25. <laughs> yeah. Right. Was it, aren't they coming out? No, no, that's Predator. Prey. They're coming out oh, with yeah. Prey. Prey. Pre- Predator 39. Oh, yeah. Prey. Prey. Yeah, I okay. saw Come that. And I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> you guys really going to keep doing this? Yep, that's the last are, one. Is that like, all right. For sure we are, actually. Yeah. Does, so does uh, Tarantino or, or Ridley sit higher oh, on the okay. for you? He's I, doing it to you. He's I'm making, doing it he's to you. He's making you put I, him on the, pedestals. Okay. I love you, Ridley, man. I do. Yeah. I, I do. But I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I think it's going to go to Tarantino only because Tarantino is a double threat. Yeah, like his ability to create this amazing dialogue in these moments, and yep. then the way he directs, it tells a story unlike anybody else tells a story. Right. So, like for me, I think Tarantino is kind of up top. I, I mean, I hate to do it. I feel it, man. But I have, I have a lot of Tarantino really, really love. Really good director. Cut out all the weird feet stuff, and then you got. <laughs> <laughs> My mind just always flashes to like the one behind the scenes shot from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Fuck where off. he's like 
on the camera, like have right... you seen that? Dude? No, dude. Oh, no. dude. I gotta find it now. Hold on, dude. dude. I, he's he's definitely got a fetish, man. I mean, he's got a foot thing. You can't tell me he does it because I mean, it's everywhere in every film, every movie. No, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood might have been the biggest. Oh yeah. Most most screen time for feet, I think. Yeah, it was Margot Robbie. Then was the was it the other girl? That yeah. Was, yeah, and uh-huh. I was like. He's like, it's the 70s. No one wears shoes. Let's shut up. I Take your like, shoes off. I was like. <laughs> I hate it so much, dude. I, uh, I do love Tarantino, though. You know. No, he's brilliant, He's man. a fucking, like, Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the, Jesus. He looks like he's about Christ. to start licking them lips. Dude, dude. it's Jesus insane. Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude, he's, he's a wild man. <laughs> but I mean. He's but just I mean, got that. I guess yeah. when I guess when you have like an IQ of like 160 and every film you've made is almost <laughs> right. a banger, like I guess at that point you can you can have a right to whatever like <laughs> foot fetish you want. Yeah, I guess so, man. Yeah. I mean, to do it, but I mean, here's the thing, like, and I when, what I respect the most about him is like he Quentin Quentin is very much the the idea of like quantity or not quality, it's um quality over quantity. Right. Yeah, he's not pumping out. No, films. he's not like I'm not doing 300 films yeah. and then like five of them gonna be bangers. Right. He's like I'm gonna do 10 films and they're all and they're gonna, all gonna they be all bangers. fucking hit. Yeah. And man, I was like, sure, dude, yeah. that's what's up, man. I mean, like, in the, I mean, when you could really hone in and be like, I don't want to go out and do every fucking project that comes my yeah. way, every this yeah. and the other. I'm gonna take 10 really good stories and I'm gonna leave some shit that nobody's gonna be able to top. Wow, and I was okay. like, "All right, I see you, man." And so, you. and he did. I mean, like, yeah. every, like Reservoir Dogs. I mean, like, you know, like dude. Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Kill Bill. The whole. I mean, like, everything that he's done so far has just been really brilliant. Reservoir Django Dogs. Unchained was Django. my first. Was like, that your first? That was like the first Tarantino film that I like, vi- like remember seeing. Yeah. Like once my brain actually like formed cohesive memories. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, and I just I loved Django, man. Just how he like does the Western style. Oh and... yeah, he's a f- you. I mean, he's a huge Western. You yeah, know. you can tell he, the homage he he puts it, it in like, all yeah, his movies. Yeah, the, the like the the homage to the I mean, spaghetti even in Westerns. Bill, it's got like that Western vibe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like the whole For church sure. scene. The, mm-hmm. the I mean, mm-hmm. like well, we might as well call that the Red Wedding, right? I mean, yeah. yeah, even though yeah. Game of Thrones got that, yeah, or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's no, it's dope. I know, right? I mean, well, he's got a huge love for Jap- for for Japan and yeah. Japanese culture, and then like he has this love of of Western. So he kind of like you see him meshing the two, right? Yeah. Right. And I'm like, all right, man. But see, like that is also just crazy unique. He doesn't do. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody else does that the way he does that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Kill Bill soundtrack. Oh yeah, dude. All the soundtracks hit, man. It's Honestly, true. he he goes hard. He does good. Oh yeah, this is for the story. No, he's I mean favorite film? Favorite, favorite film of Tarantino's. Um It is it's either between Kill Bill or I just I really do love Reservoir Dogs though. Dude, yeah. I'm telling you. I mean, like that scene where what was it? Michael Madsen takes the dude's ear and he's like yelling mm. and he's dancing. I was yeah. like, in the middle with you. I was like, dude, like who thinks of this? I was like, that's cuts his fucking ear. Yeah, off. cuts yeah. his ear off. He's like, can you hear me? And I'm like, oh ah. my god, he's played such a perfect psycho in that movie. Like, like no, a was... chill psycho. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And it was crazy. I, I was like, character. dude, this is so crazy good. And I was like, all yeah. right. So I mean, like, I think for me, it's definitely Reservoir Dogs. I love Kill Bill. I love I, everything yeah. about like. How like, I think those. I gotta agree with you. Reservoir Dogs. I think Reservoir Dogs. 
It just, the very first time I saw it, it left this crazy impression on me. Same, dude. And I was like, this is crazy. It told me that you can tell a story in a fucking warehouse. You know what I mean? Like they they have the flashback scenes, but like mostly this shit's happening in, in one spot. Yeah. And it's I, I don't know, man. Like I watch that movie every year, at least. Like I have to. It's well, like I mean, one of those yearly revisits. I yeah. fucking love Reservoir Dogs. Well, I mean, even look at like, let's look at Pulp Fiction for a minute. Okay. Like he, he literally has you sitting in a room for like ten minutes talking about a royale with cheese and then having oh a dude God. say what? What? And it's one of the what? best it is one of the best scenes ever, ever made. It's it's crazy good. I'm like, I watch it, and I'm like, the tension and the suspense in that and the humor, the like the raw humor in it. I know, it's, dude. Is I was like, it's funny because you want to laugh, but you know somebody's about to get shot. Yeah, right. It's like that. Like, it's that like nervous laughter. Like, <laughs> like Samuel Jackson is like terrifying, and he's like, "Say what again?" My favorite like picture that exists is him sipping from his fucking cup. Like he just starts eating this motherfucker's food. He's like, mm, what's this <laughs> and you know burger? he's gonna shoot his ass, dude. Like, dude, that's a tasty, like, a tasty <laughs> burger. Oh my god, I fucking every love like it. I said everything. The humor in that, the, the suspense, the raw tension. I was yeah. like, everything about this was like you couldn't have made a more brilliant scene. Straight up, man. I I was like, I he had to have known when they when he yelled cut, like he had something really special at that moment. Right, you have to. You have to look at that. Look at the the actors that are in that moment. And then be like, this is really special. Yeah, no, absolutely. The scene in Pulp Fiction where Uma Thurman overdoses. Oh, yeah. It absolutely, like, fucked me up when I watched it the first time. Dude, yeah, it's it's a lot. Yeah. Wasn't it Tim? Who was the guy, the drug dealer? Was it Tim Roth? Yeah, no. Was it? It wasn't. I can't remember who that is. I can't is. remember the guy, but I know he was in the I movie, think, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it Tim, was Tim, Tim Roth. Tim Roth is in the beginning. He's holding the diner he's up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Honey, honey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whoever the dude was, but like the way he did, he was brilliant. He did a really good job and like yeah. hits that, you know. Oh, yeah. Dude. He's like, I'm not fucking doing it. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, my Crazy God. Crazy scene, The way man. she shot up, I was like, yeah. see, like. And like I said, I mean, Tarantino will make you live in these weird yeah. fucking spaces. Right. And it's, it's just crazy to me. Yeah. I'm like. Where do you get the idea to make somebody live in this moment? Yeah. They're just having coffee, talking about how great the coffee is while there's like a dead man in the car. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. He's he's a wild man, but I I love him and I'm really looking forward to his last film, although it's going to be a really bittersweet moment because he's retiring. I mean, Mm -hmm. he made it clear. He's like, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. Like 10th film is it. That's, I mean, for me, it's the same way how I feel about Miyazaki, who's because I'm a big animator too. Miyazaki's Ooh. making one last film yeah. for his grandson. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And nobody knows what it is. He's also been really hush about it. Wow. But I mean, the man's like 90,000 years old, though. Yeah. So I mean, I'm worried. I'm like, please don't die right. while you're in the middle of doing yeah. this. But I'm really excited to see it because I, Miyazaki is a genius. The Absolutely. Way he, he tells story too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In his own world, the way he, the, first off, the worlds he creates are, are brilliant. Second of all, the way he tells the story. Is also right. So I mean, like he's he's just in his own right. He's a genius. Yeah. So when I saw that he was like, I'm doing one more film. It's for my grandson. I'm like 85. I'm gonna die. Right. And I'm like, ah oh, man, like 85. And then you think about that, like yeah, he's, I mean, like time. Like is, yeah, time's running out. Time's right. running out. And I mean, that's it. And then there will be no more Miyazaki. Right. And that kind of bums me out. But I understand that. Like, but you really gotta like respect. Yeah. His, They're like his career is like how he's been around for like thirty years. Yeah. Making some of the most so many iconic yeah. um, animes. Oh, absolutely. for sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, his stories are amazing. I mean, uh, Princess Mononoke. Yeah, 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 dude. Everybody loves Howl's Moving Castle. I, mean, I love like, Howl's. Yeah. I do. I fuck with it. Yeah. Um. Um. What's the Spirited Away? 
Away. Spirited Away. Yeah. I mean, Spirited Away is really he great. Did My Neighbor great. Totoro as well. Yeah. Yep. I think you did. Um, it's like non-conventional storytelling in, in such a. It's like such yeah, a yeah. unique way to to tell a story. I don't yeah. know. Like like we talk about how people have like their own unique ways. Yeah. Of, you 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 see something, you're like, okay, this is. I mean, this is like D and D level one thousand. Where mm-hmm. like you're literally building a whole world, not just like with your words, but like on paper. Yeah. Why does he make the most? Like delicious looking food in his movies. Oh God! You know what I'm saying? They talk about that all the time. They're like, they're like, they're, they're like that man is notorious for making some of the greatest looking anime food ever. Dude, straight up. Like in yeah, like I might eat you. And then I'm like, what are you doing to me, man? <laughs> like I'm trying to watch this movie. I'm trying to watch this movie now. I'm gonna go make food. Yeah, and I'm in the kitchen, bro. No, like. He's like, I mean, I'm pretty sure there are people in Japan that are mad that his ramen looks better than their ramen. Yeah, right, no, I'm right. Sure. <laughs> They're like, we make this shit for a living and it looks better than mine. This is real. This is real shit. I mean, but he's he's really gifted. And like I said, like it's gonna be a very sad moment when he when he does pass, but yeah. he has left a legacy of amazing film behind. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's really I mean, nice to be able to put an end cap on. Yeah. I mean, look, he has expanded so many people's imaginations, so many so many people's minds. I mean, like, he has made people's childhoods with his films. Right. And so, I mean, like, that's that's an incredible legacy to leave behind no oh, matter what. Most, most definitely. definitely, man. Yeah. So I want to talk, um, got a couple more questions for you. Sure. What do you have coming up that you can talk about, Mr. Oh. Director? <laughs> okay, so uh, a couple I did sign NDAs for, and I can't talk, which sucks. Ooh. Rip um, that shit up. I was like, I, was like oh, I, can't, I can't do it. I was like, but I want to, but I can't. Couple, couple I, things kind of in the works. I, yeah, bit. I even talked to the guy who I'm working with. I'm like, yo, can I talk about this? He's like, yeah. yo. And I'm like. You keep that pretty mouth shut, boy. I was like, all right, let's go. Can I at least talk about. <laughs> no. So he's like, no. And I'm like, <laughs> Absolutely all right, cool. Not. Thanks. Good talk, man. No. <laughs> so I did, I'm excited for both of them. Right. Yeah, he's like, all right, well, I mean, you know, I'm sold. I, I can't wait for those to come out whenever they come out. Right. Um, no, but there's, uh, there's a film we're doing. So I have a handful of projects i'm a i'm a very busy man lately so i have uh misunderstood which we are trying to do the very first episode sometime soon we're trying to get that crowdfunded gotcha so we can get episode one done yeah and then if it does really well we're going to try to pitch it and then try to get the rest of the season done beautiful way to do it man. yeah that way everybody has proof of concept whatever i did a really cool little episode zero it's like a mini episode nice i'm nice. gonna put that up with the indiegogo oh and perfect you see the original cast i didn't recast anybody and they did an amazing job it's so much fun yeah um then I have uh, a movie called uh, The Journal, which we're shooting in April. Nice. There's some actually decent, like, big people attached to that one. Um, wow. Names I don't know if I can or cannot drop. Totally this, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I was like, he didn't say if I could or couldn't. Yeah. But, okay, so it's about, but it is. Air on the side of caution. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I mean, like, but let's just say there's a couple B-list actors in there. That's, That's awesome, man. Super dope, um, actually. You know, there's some, yes, and then some local cats are actually coming up in their own right. They're almost, like, right up there with that. And they were like, okay, do you want to direct it? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, we need a script. And I was like, well, I guess I'm writing it then, too. There you go. So I am writing it with Roman. Nice. Um, and we're working on that. And then, like I said, that'll shoot in April or May. That's exciting. That is exciting. I'm really excited about that because, like, that's my like that's a feature. And that's going to be oh, beautiful. big yeah. games. Yeah, that's awesome. Big shit. I mean, like, it's going to be, like, where I pull on my big boy pants. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm trying to act like a real director. Yeah, yeah. strap in, baby. Let's go. <laughs> um, I am sick. currently helping a, um, a young lady film her film which is what me and you were working on. Yeah. Um, I don't know when that's going to be done. I know we are like halfway through now. Like yeah. yesterday when okay. we wrapped, we are like over the 50% mark. Kicking nice. ass too, man. It's 21 pages. Yeah. Damn. 21 pages in seven hours. Dude, yeah, that was sick. 
I am a beast. I'm sorry. Let's like go. I'm not trying to blow no, smoke on my no, own. No, no, like no. It was I a mean, fantastic you. work day. Gas cool. yourself up. I was, I was like, yeah, we are getting this done, and I'm not staying here till eight o'clock. I will jump out the fucking window. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, hire this, this man. You need a um, director. Let's see. So there's that. Um, Roman and I are going to be working on a, a horror film. We're going to be writing the script called Skin Deep. That's Ooh, true. yeah, dude. Ooh. Everybody loves good horror film. Everybody. So, oh, yeah. And we're going to try to get some big names with that, too, because at that point, I will hopefully have some connections to pitch yeah. this to and be like, oh, we love it. And some of the people I'm working on for the journal, because it's kind of a thriller horror, yeah. will probably also be equally interested in it. So cool, I'm hoping man. to get them on that, too. That's yeah. Awesome. Um, and then those Roman, connections, dude. Dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. 626 sound. <laughs> oh, you need a sound guy? I mean, uh, you know, I'm going to keep you in mind, bro. I got you. <laughs> you have your people call my people. Yeah. <laughs> my people are here. <laughs> it's like, all my people are here. Shit. He's like, these are the people. Yeah. I, I'm my own person, so it's cool. I'm like, um, drunk me will call sober you, and then that will be a different is. conversation, yeah. too. Yeah, no, and then I have Roman and I are also working on his series called Infidelities Inc. So gotcha. I am a stupid, crazy, busy person right now. It's, it's a, a good kind of stupid, crazy, it's busy. It's stupid, crazy, because like, when it rains, it pours. Right. And it's how it goes. Like, you're either in a drought, yeah. and you're just like losing your mind because your hand's up your ass and you have nothing to do, mm-hmm. right. or you are so busy, you don't have time to sit down and take a shit. And, you know, like, you just got to keep going. Yeah, for and sure. And so, like, for me, the goal is to hopefully do these to where like it'll elevate me to the next level of my career because I'm still early in my career. Yeah. Where I could do this for a living and stop working some shit ass nine to five job. Yeah. For which sure, is the man. goal for everybody. I, mean, I think everybody here can agree oh, that like that's absolutely the, that's a dream. We want to wake up and do this for a living. Yeah. yeah. So and if you already are, that's great. Kudos to you. I mean, I'm still getting there though. Yeah. But oh yeah. For no. For anybody definitely. that's not, I mean, hey, you keep grinding. For sure, man. Yeah. We respect the grind here. Respect the grind. Yeah, absolutely. So I got one more question that we're gonna save for last. First, we we have a fun new segment that we're going to do, all right? Special new segment. Let's go. We have oh, a director. Man. We have a director here. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, so they so these fine gentlemen here gave me three scripts to choose from. We are going to be reading dialogue from one of the three and they gave me three options. It was uh was it uh, Tarantino's it was Kill Bill final scene. Kill Bill final scene. <laughs> Club scene, Trinity and Neo and Matrix. And oh, and the one I decided to choose <laughs> was a scene from Twilight with uh, Edward and Bella because you were yeah she finds oh, out he's a vampire Jesus and this Christ. is going to be insanely fun because like I've never watched any of these movies nor do I intend yeah, to yeah uh, but <laughs> just this, direct us yeah I'm gonna try to direct you guys okay so who wants to be Bella. This is gonna be. I. I. You want to rock paper scissors for it? Is that? I mean, I think that's there fair. You go, one and done. Yeah. All right. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Are we? I was gonna say, yeah, go on shoot. Okay. Yep. Rock, rock paper, paper scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Oh. So I'm Bella. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. So, um, Bella, you're gonna sound like you literally have been stoned since you're like three years old, <laughs> and you have no idea what the world really I can do is. That. <laughs> and Edward, you're gonna sound like a pine cone is up your ass, but yet you're in heat. Whoa. Oh, okay. <laughs> because that guy just like I, his whole he, he's got this whole like smoldering. I'm quiet, but I'm I'm in pain. I'm tortured because I'm a vampire kind of thing. Jesus Christ! I've seen clips of this and it's it's disgustingly bad. Yeah, I was, right. like, I was Do like, we want to watch the clip first. Do we want to watch the clip first? Oh man, do you guys want to watch it? We can watch. I, I mean, mean, I'm gonna spoon my eyeballs out after, but I'm like, <laughs> I'll watch it for context. Yeah, dude, do it. 
Yeah, let me, uh, I'm gonna take a quick piss break, too. <laughs> Here we go. Fuck off. All right, um, where do we start? All right, so I think the good thing is, uh, let's just start with, um, with the beginning, actually, right in the... <laughs> Just, you just start with you going doing the impossibly fast. Yeah, you're the impo- you're impossibly fast. All right, so All right. yeah, so <clears throat> give us a you got to give us our direction. You got to set this up for us, man. Okay, so you're in the woods and you're in love with this guy who looks like he's 35, but he's super hot. But he's you know, and you're 17, <laughs> 17 or 16 or whatever. <laughs> That's hot. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You don't know what to do because you have no idea what is life because you sound perpetually stoned. So I mean. And you're just really confused about everything. And okay. you don't make eye contact because that's just weird to you. Okay. okay. That's literally me, so. <laughs> All right, let's Perfect. do it. And then uh, Edward over there, you're you're a 35-year-old man, you know, talking to a 17-year-old <laughs> girl. So many problems with us. 17, of course. I'm 17. Yeah. And, uh, and. Jesus. <laughs> oh, I've been 17 a while. So actually, Twilight's about grooming? <laughs> yeah, Twilight's pretty much no, about literally, fuck, dude. Literally. I mean, now we get it. Is now, that why, why does everybody like it so much? <laughs> it's fucked <laughs> up. <laughs> Um, okay, yeah, and so like, so you're in the woods, and you're about to have this big moment because you finally understand what he is, and he's gonna tell you, because I mean, like, you know, you're having this this deep love, the sensuality, this this whole darkly, you know, vampire romance. Uh, oh my god, uh, I like I like emo boys. I'm shimmering in the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we're gonna start off with Bella because she's got the first line. So at the top of the page, you're gonna take it off from the top. And I'm just gonna say action. All right, and I just want you guys to live in this moment, in the woods, in the clouds, in the dark, in love, not sure what to do. Scene right. 19, page four. <laughs> now, hold up. Are we just doing this page? You got two this whole fat scene, pages here, That's pretty bro. much like three pages, but we could just do the first page. Because, I, I mean, do we have it? I don't, do we even have time for all of this? I'm probably not. Well, oh. let's see how the first page let's goes. Yeah, yeah, first maybe page if we get really it. into character, you know. Yeah. If, I, if I start to feel my role here. If you start to feel like a 17-year-old girl, we'll, we'll have to talk about Keep that. <clears throat> we'll have to really unpack that for a moment. I got a phone number to give you after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. And action. You're impossibly fast. <laughs> And strong. Your skin is pale white and ice cold. Your eyes change color. And sometimes you speak like. (sighs) (laughs) Like you're from a different time. You never eat or drink anything. You don't go out in the sunlight. How old are you? Seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, how long have you been seventeen? A while. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know what you are. Say it. <laughs> I can't do it, dude. Out loud. <laughs> Say it. Vampire. Bella turns to face Edward. 
Are you afraid? <laughs> no. Then ask me the most basic question. What do we eat? <laughs> you won't hurt me. Edward grabs Bella's arm, leading her up the hill. Where are we going? <laughs> up the mountain. Out of the cloud bank. You need to see what I look like in the sunlight. Edward throws Bella on his back and he runs up the hill. Oh, throw me on your back, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> he drops Bella. He literally just drops her, I guess. He drops Bella and walks towards My the fucking sunlight. Leg. This is why we don't show ourselves in the sunlight. Unbuttoned shirt. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. And walks into the sunlight. People would know we're different. It's like Edward winter. turns around to face Bella. His sin, his skin sparkles. This is what I am. <laughs> it's like diamonds. You're beautiful. Beautiful? <laughs> Shows a look of disgust. This is the skin of a killer, Bella. Walks around the trees and rocks. I'm a killer. I don't believe that. <laughs> because you believe the lie. Camouflage. I'm the world's most dangerous predator. <laughs> you sound like a Rick and Morty character at this point. <laughs> Everything about me. <laughs> Everything about me invites you in. Oh my god! What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. If we get to the third page, that's going to be an act of God. <laughs> my voice, my face, even my smell. As if I would need any of that. Jumps to a higher place. As if you could outrun me. Darts so fast around the area before jumping back. <laughs> I'm fast as belt. fuck, boy. <laughs> as if you could fight me off. Throws a tree branch. Did he try to throw a tree branch? No, at he, her? He, he doesn't try. He, he doesn't try. He does. I mean, watch the whole scene. <laughs> like, I'm designed to kill. Where the fuck is this coming from? Is it a love movie? Bella impaled by tree branch. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I've killed people before. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I wanted to kill you. I've never wanted a human's blood so much in my life. I trust you. <laughs> Don't. I'm here. I trust you. Tries to kiss Edward, but Edward darts around again. I'm fast as While in a tree. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> the while in a tree is perfect. My family, we're different from others of your kind. We only herd animals. Sorry. From others of our kind, we learn to control our thirst. Robert Benson on set be like, <laughs> he literally just drops. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you, your scent. It's like a drug to me. You're like my own personal brand of heroin. Oh my god! He's just he's just jumping the fuck around talking about heroin. And I mean, shit. he's he's on a crack attack or something, man. He's, <laughs> he's hyped up. I'm Jones and I'm perfect. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Why did you hate me so much when we met? <laughs> 
I did. Only because of wanting you so badly. Oh, my fucking God. I still don't know if I can control myself. Climbs the tree Edward is in. I know you can. Edward jumps from the tree, followed by Bella. I can't read your mind. (laughs) You have to tell me what you're thinking. Stretches his hands forward and rests both palms on a big rock so that Bella stands in the middle of them, his hand and the rock. He literally does, like, the high school, like, it's this is so <gasps> bad. Now I'm afraid. How did this make like a bajillion dollars? He's like, like ten thousand years old. She's like, actually, I'm dude. 17. It's real bad. I'm seven. What, what's he really in like in the what, in the in the movie? What is he like a hundred and something? Right. I think so, bro. <clears throat> Nobody looked at this the right and he's way. He's like, se- and he's trying to bang some seventeen-year-old girl. Mentally, I'm he's seventeen. Like, I want you he's so like much. Right Jesus Christ. And he's so emo, too. It's so bad. I mean, this dude is literally like, he, all he needs is like some black hair in his face, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. God. Now I'm afraid. <laughs> Good. Steps forward. Oh, wait. Steps backwards. Steps forward. I'm not a. <laughs> what? I, so... step, I say. Good. And then I step back, and then you close the distance. Immediately after saying, now I'm afraid, I'm not afraid of you. I'm only afraid of losing you. I feel like you're going to disappear. You don't know how long I've waited for you. This is a predatory story. Oh, no. And so the lion fell in love with the lamb. What a stupid lamb. (laughs) What a sick, masochistic lion. Jesus Christ. I'm burning this script. Dude, this thing needs to go in a fire. Oh, my God. Directed by... He sparkles again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, spark- he sparkles again. They look, they look in each, each other's, other's eyes. eyes. It's so bad, dude. Like, Oh, yeah. my God. And cut. And scene. And That's a wrap. Scene. I'm officially firing myself because this is <laughs> Scott Hansen. This is Chris Hansen's about it. to show up. Over this shit. Hey, Edward. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't put the mic down and just leaves like, bye, guys. <laughs> and just walk off set. I mean, like, it's... Thank you for dealing with our absurdity, uh, Ariel. No, man. It was so much fun until it got really weird, and I realized, like, I picked the wrong script because, like, <laughs> I, I feel some kind of way now. I feel like I need to scrub my skin with bleach. That's that's really bad. I think we need to uh, take to the uh, Twilight series, and I think we need to start asking some real questions. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that could be another segment. It's like law and order. Kind of dun, bum, bum. Bum. And really Special victims unit. Now let's really talk about Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. Really that was actually crazy, dude. That's why. I mean, like, look, I've never watched any of them. Yeah. I'm never going to watch any of them. But hand sure. to God, that is <laughs> that is the worst <laughs> shit I've ever read. Let alone, it made me feel uncomfortable. It's no, so absolutely. Bad, he literally, like, does the whole, like, Arms around, blocking her in thing. That's so fucking creepy. How long have you been 17? <laughs> a while. Jeez, a while. dude. Wow. And then he just darts around trees for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, he just randomly what the fuck, well, how, dude? How You're like heroin been, to me. Like, how, how funny would it have been if it was like just a little twig? Like, he's trying to show off how strong he is. It's a tiny little tree branch. He just throws it. My throws dude it literally, like, uproots a tree. <laughs> and then she's like, whoa. Very As if you happy. could stop me. <laughs> that Robert Pattinson's career evolved into what it is. Oh, yeah, we, no, we he, what know, a blessing! I, look, no bullshit. He's actually got real acting. Like, he's, he's great. Oh, no, he's a for good sure. Actor. 
It just bad launching series. Is that he got a bad start. Yeah, that right. movie. I know he hates it. He talks about it much. Yeah, he hates no, it. Oh, absolutely. But when he did like Water for Elephants, and then he did a whole bunch of other, and then of course now he's in the Batman. Yeah, yeah. I, dude, the dude's got skill. I'm just. It really sucks that no matter where he goes. Edward it's Cullen always going to haunt yeah. him. Yeah. Because you, anywhere he goes, there's always that little fangirl going, Oh my God, it's Edward. And he's just like, Fuck my life. Just kill Dude. me. Yeah. But I mean, like, <clears throat> it's unfortunate, but that's the life of an actor. You mm-hmm. will have a character that would stick with you forever. Yep. What I really like is that he um, kind of like, he went under the radar after yeah, those movies while. and started doing indie films. And he was like, Now Total I. Total rebrand. Yeah. He's like, I need to find out what I like to do. And now, you know, I mean, we've talked about the lighthouse, you know, how lighthouse fucking fantastic was, yeah. he William was. William Defoe is, oh, Ooh, oh my God. Fantastic. Chef's kiss. Yeah. See, that dude is amazing. So, uh, fuck Twilight. We're, Twilight. we're happy for Robert Pattinson. <laughs> yes. Good for you, Robbie. Good for you, man. So many good clips for the career. Oh, Jesus, for real. All right. All right. So, one last question I want to end the show with, man. Last this question. Um, one of my most, like, it's one of my favorite questions because it means a lot to people who are trying to get a start. What advice do you have for anyone trying to break into this industry at our level? You know, people from the smaller scene who really want to get their hands on this stuff. Okay. I can break that down in like three pieces. One, it's very clicky sometimes and you will run into people that like, will not like you for whatever reason or no reason at all. Right. You're going to run into that. That shit happens. You're going to move on past that. You got to find your camp, find your boys, right? Your tribe, your homies, your family. You work with those people at the same time. Do not ever be afraid to branch out and find other people because you will never grow. Right. Don't pull an Adam Sandler. No offense yeah. to the dude, but I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. that cat literally works with the same motherfuckers for like 20 years. Yeah. And while like some of it was good at first, like now it's just bad. It's sad, yeah. funny. The dude's going to go out with like the most Razzies ever, you know, right. if he keeps it up. But I mean, the thing is, he, he found his camp, but he stuck with it. You have to keep evolving. Never stop evolving. Right. Um, and then last but not least, and I think I've, I've, this has kind of become the mantra of the whole day is like you have two options to look at any opportunity. Um, first off, every opportunity should be an opportunity. That's, that's a really good saying that I've stuck with for years. Uh, but more importantly, understand that you have two ways to look at something. If something is not starting off, first off, do not necessarily be totally crushed or discouraged. That shit's going to happen. It is not the way Hollywood makes it out to be where it's just so easy to get done, but they have the resources and the money to fund something today if they want. You don't. So it will take time if it happens. Right. Now, in the event that does, understand you have two things. It's either it's not going to, it's not meant to be, or it's not meant to be right now. And so you have, you know, you could take that and go like, all right, I'm going to give up on this. I'm going to scrap it, whatever. Or you could say, I'm going to put it aside and there will be a time and a place for this. Right. So don't necessarily be discouraged and think that everything that doesn't start up is not going to make i mean shit the dude who did squid games they he tried getting that going yeah, 10 like years 10 ago years. yeah 10 years that's a decade Insane. a decade of trying to exactly. get it exactly and then he finally got it picked up by netflix and it is one of the biggest things that they've ever made it's a banger right mm-hmm. right so i tell people this and i mean this like to the core of me like you have to look at it as maybe it's just not right now do not necessarily give up on something that you really think has real potential <clears throat> unless it just like i said Everything in the universe is telling you, like, this is this is not. This isn't right. the way. It's yeah. just not it's just not the way. And you will know the difference at some point because I do believe that there will be a definitive moment in that fork in the road, in that right. path, where you will just know like it's not it's not it's it. the it's the make or break moment. It's the make or break moment where it's like this isn't it. Yeah. And then you have to restructure, find that center within yourself, pick yourself up and then go again. That's that's hard to do. I'm not trying to make it out to be easy. Right. I mean, you're going to have a mental breakdown at some point. You may end yeah. up in the tub with a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> right. Depending on your own personal situation. It happens to the best of us. It does. 
But it's all about the idea of, okay, what has the most potential here? What has the most potential for anything? So for me, when I did Misunderstood, it took me, it's taken me eight months, maybe even 10 months, actually, if you look at October, um, to get this going. It's yeah. almost been a full year and I've not gotten this going. Right. And I'm so passionate about it. The cast is passionate about it. Roman's passionate about the writing. Yeah. So I mean, like I have my own camp. I got Roman. I got I got um, Anthony. I got Keith Migra. Right. I've got uh, Beth Metcalf, who's an amazing character. I went through like twenty lens to get her. Really. And she was the <laughs> best. I was like, I need that girl. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I met cats like Jay Cole, who I'm looking forward to very much working with at some point. Right. Uh, he's a really cool dude, and you will meet cool people along the way. Try to pick them up as you go. Um, there's there's so many components to it, but the the biggest thing I tell people is you just can't give up so easily because shit's not going your way first. Yeah, that and, takes time, and that's a fantastic takeaway. And and you're right, thematically that rings throughout this whole episode. Yeah. I really appreciate you bringing that viewpoint in because there's a reality that things aren't going to work out, but mm-hmm. that's a that's the best way to look at it. It's just not the time for it. Yeah, it's not the time. I mean, like look, I'm still early in my career. I've only been directing for like three years, so right. this is still very much like day one. Yeah. yeah. Because I am nowhere near the level of some of the people I not necessarily idolize but deeply respect. Yeah. Right. Um, like Tarantino, like Scott. Like I mean, Wes Anderson, as kooky as he is, I, I got respect for oh, him yeah. because he's, he's really good at what he does. Absolutely. But I mean, yeah. like you have people out there doing stuff and they've been at the game for years. Right. You know, Nolan's been doing this for years. Yeah. All these people have been doing this shit for years. Yeah. But they also start out the way I started out. And exactly. it wasn't always working for them. Mm-hmm. But they took chances. Hey man. They kept at it. Tarantino worked at a blockbuster <clears throat> when he was Tarantino, doing Reservoir yeah. Dogs, man. You Kevin know? <laughs> Smith funded his own, uh, was it the clerks with yeah. uh, none of my credit cards? Yep. yep. That shit could have busted in his face. Oh, yeah. But I mean, he took a gamble because he knew that that had potential. Yep. Exactly. And that was, it was the right gamble. And it take. was the right gamble. Yeah. So I mean, like, look, you, you got to really understand like how deep are you willing to go? Right. How badly do you want this? What are you willing to do? What are you willing to not do? And more importantly, how much fortitude do you have? Because this shit will crush you sometimes. Absolutely. It will totally destroy your soul. When shit's not going right or you're meeting people or those clicks are starting to go in on you and now you're getting kind of pushed aside, yeah. it's going to hurt. It's, you're going to feel oh, it. Oh, yeah, definitely. But you have to understand that like those things are happening because it's, it's, it's leading you to a different path. Right, exactly. You know? But then again, like I said, the inner nihilism in me is just like, well, I mean, it just happens, it happens. Yeah. yeah. And you just go with it. Exactly. But I try not to bring that into this whole career of, of that because, like, I have For to believe sure. this all happens. Yeah, I no, exactly, I, I try to live by, like, the mantra of, like, everything that happens to you brings you to the moment that you're at. Exactly. Yeah. Right I mean, now. exactly. There, there's a, what was it, the, uh, there was a guy who I think was trying to explain, like, certain, I forgot what it was, some scientist do, some astrophysicist or whatever, but he's basically talking about the idea of just, like, even if you want to look at, um, destiny from a scientific i mean like everything in your life is you know it's counter it's clocked out it's a snap it's timed yeah, yeah. there's these moments you know where you're going to go through it, and then it's going to lead you to where you are and that's why mm-hmm. you have deja vu right i think it's yeah. what you're trying to explain wow so that yeah. tells you okay. that like you were already there yeah right? so i mean like from a scientific point of view like he was trying to break down the idea of like yeah, it, you can break destiny into a science in a way wow um but at the same time i just look at it as you will be where you're going to be right oh for sure i mean there's really no other way around mm-hmm. it because i mean here we are we're having this experience you will be where you're going to be. I'm here right now with you. And then in a week, I will be somewhere else I'm meant to be. Yeah. And then a week from now, I will be somewhere else I'm meant to be, at least career-wise. Personally, right. I don't know how much that really works as far as my personal life. Yeah. I think sometimes you have moments that you're meant to be there. Right. And I think something, shit just happens, and it's like, well, it just happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like, and that's because I don't know what to really look at it because I've had things happen that had, like, no real relevancy. Right. Mm-hmm. And it had, like, no, like, interwoven... Destiny just to a it. random occurrence. Yes. <clears throat> and I was like, well, I mean, was Entropy it really, at work. Was it really necessary? Right. But 
I I do very much try to lean towards the side of less nihilism and more faith that all of this is happening together. All of us are meeting each other for these reasons. We're all working together for these reasons. For sure. Yeah. You know, we're picking, our careers are picking us and we're kind of picking them at the same time for mm-hmm. a reason. Right. So I try to be more positive with it because it's hard. I mean, we live yeah. in a very harsh reality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, absolutely, I, man. The way that I interpret it all, and not even necessarily so much in like a faith uh, standpoint, is just like every action shapes you somehow through you, through the experience you have with it. And then right. you it, somehow you draw on it later in your life. Yep. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Yeah. All right, man. Well, this has been an awesome episode. Yeah, I it was love super great to, to meet you, man. you man. No, I appreciate it, man. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's for been a sure. blast. I mean, I had fun. Yeah, you got anything specific you want to plug before we end out? Final plugs. Oh, shit. Um, okay, so we got Misunderstood coming out at some point. We're going to do the Indiegogo. So yep. please, if you can, donate and share when the link does go up. Anyone um, on the StoryWorks podcast uh, Facebook page, we'll be sharing that up there. So yeah, keep a lookout for it. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, the the journal is coming out April May next year, and oh, then nice. we got some other stuff in the works. So if I had dates, I'd be like, yeah, check it out on this and this. But oh, for sure, I, I do yeah. know that those two are pretty much like the two that I'm really focused on right now that I'm really excited the most about. Yeah, and then there's that other stuff that I can't talk about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you already know. Well, once yeah, it comes out, sure. we can talk about it then because like, yeah, we'll, you know, like, we'll, we'll get all in there. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get all get up into in that. We know, got the inside scoop. Talk about that. You know, yeah, inside shit. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. what'd you work with? What's that about? Hmm, what was that like? <laughs> yeah, boy. All right, <laughs> man. Cool. Well, hell yeah, we'll definitely have you on soon. Um, thanks for Anytime. coming, guys. Uh, thanks for listening to the StoryWorks podcast. Thanks to Six Two Six Sound as always for helping out, producing this, and making it all possible. All right, guys. Sayonara. Peace. We'll, we'll see you next time.